G'day guys, welcome back to another Fairy Camp episode. You know what this means? Another Monday. You know, we're back in the studio. It's the four of us this week, no guests. And uh, this week's episode, we speak about um, Ali's upcoming trip to Thailand. Uh, he's actually there right now as you guys are listening. We also speak about the possibility of World War Three, this ongoing situation between uh, Ukraine and Russia. We also touch upon the, the, the refugee situation in Australia, as well as we delve into the concept of whether when is the right time to axe a friendship or leave a friendship? Jam-packed episode. Hope you guys enjoy. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Share with your friends and family. Enjoy. Anyone that tries for leg day? Yeah. Barefoot. We have heard that. I've Literally, heard like, that. every single thing I did, sled. Like, like, barefoot was, as in just, like, what? Squats, socks? deadlifts, RDLs. Everything was barefoot. Socks off or socks on? Socks off. Seated calf raises. The workout was actually better. I mean, that's an ick. Bro, I, see, I see some people <laughs> at the gym. <laughs> and it's like, what are you doing? Wait, wait, wait. Are there nah. people at the gym that go, so- is this a normal thing? No, nah, like, w- I think, like, there's one of the PTs. You yeah, see I was asking her she if walks that's okay. a- She walks around barefoot. I'm like, wait, yeah, is it the same gym we go to? Yeah. I wore sandals yeah. whenever no, I walk around. we go around. to different gyms. I haven't seen barefoot <laughs> people walking around. <laughs> Me too, bro. This yeah. is so uncommon. Like, I understand, like, how good it is for your feet, but just... Uh, How's it good for your feet, though? Well, that's that's why you're supposed to wear flat shoes, so you can push out your heels. And then it's also, it strengthens your feet and stuff like that. Knees over toes showed in one of his videos. What's the gym called? Uh, now people are gonna start coming and start working <laughs> out. It's because they read the book Barefoot Investor. They took it literally. So what's the benefits behind it though? There's a lot of like, because when you wear shoes, your shoes are getting protected, so you you want to get your feet stronger as well. So you just it's you. There's a lot of there's like a thing called like earth things. Like you actually feel when you walk around. Mm. You uh. know, there's uh, you use your heel more. Stuff yeah. like that. I don't know all the evidence, but I did it for one session yeah. and I enjoyed it a lot more. What Maybe because more mind muscle connection. Did you feel anything? Anything different other than the floor? <laughs> <laughs> it's a serious question. <laughs> I'm actually being <laughs> serious. Yeah, I felt you said the earth thing, and I was yeah. that took yeah. me off. Nah, I'm in the gym. There's no earth, like natural yeah, thing. Sure. But a lot of people, like when you're supposed to deadlift, a lot of people go barefoot and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flat footed. Yeah, so I did it for feels it, different for sled, which is like a movement exercise. It's good for your ankles. Mm-hmm. And then for single leg RDLs, it's perfect because oh, sure. it works oh, sure. on your balance. Hey, how long have you guys been sledding away now for? Two weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's a weirdest <laughs> way. to make it sound so normal. <laughs> yeah, you I'll be sledding away for two weeks. Because you know who says it like that? These over those guy. Uh, oh, does yeah, he? Because that's his ad, number one ad for his program stuff. He goes, he goes, one sled a day takes your problems away <laughs> or some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, they're so casual about it, yeah? Like they're doing yeah. the sl- this. The sled, and then even his mates doing his on the phone. It's like, bro, it's like they live on the sled. You know what his so ads weird. remind me of? His ads remind me of, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but you know, like 99 Go or those weird channels that, you remember when you missed school on a sick day or something like that? And you stayed home and then like on tev- television, there was those shit shows like Seti, Ready, Seti, Cork and all <laughs> yeah, of them ones. Yeah, yeah. And then there was also these ads that used to try selling you stuff like the Ab Cruncher and all that kind of mm. stuff. You see how they used to make their ads? Mm. I'm telling you around knees over toes, he makes his ads <laughs> the exact same way. Honestly, it works there. A lot of people sign up. Yeah, it looks yeah. fake. It looks uh, way yeah. too fake. We we grew up differently, Brad Foxtel. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it was the same, same yeah, shows, yeah. man. What a flip. <laughs> it was Ellen you and Dr. Phil. Like yeah. the trench yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Phil for three hours. Had a TV yeah. fam. Was it Judge Judy? I haven't heard that in my life. What's that? <laughs> oh wait, you guys haven't heard of that? Did I go? No, no, we have, we have. Nah, that's yeah. <laughs> and I, we, d- we grew up different generation than you. There was no nine nine go when we were, you know, in school. Honestly, the same age. <laughs> 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 I was so confused. Honestly, bro. <laughs> I was gonna say, bro, what? Nine nine go was like when we were in like senior it's school. It's like still around right now. I know. Nine nine go. Yeah. Yeah. Is that nine go? No, no, no. I think it's. Channel 99. It's it all nine. belongs on the channel 9. Yeah, nah, <laughs> that, ca- that came out like what? Like when like you're 9 or something? Well, I wouldn't remember. All I know, that's how it's I used to memory. watch after oh, I got you're in your 7. That was like when I had my <laughs> first kid, bro. <laughs> what, you got that? You had a beard back then. Nah, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I had a beard coming out the womb, cuz. <laughs> yeah, Let's talk about the kid, though. What's his name? <laughs> or her name? Sahil Jr. Damn, Saha, yeah? That's what I said, yeah? I called him that before. Sahala, yeah? Sahala, I reckon. I'm losing it, but... Yeah, man. Is this going to be on the app? Uh, you, you guys are running the this show today. This is hilarious. I can't believe you go to a gym. Uh, everyone's walking around casually. No no socks, no shoes. There's only one person that does it. And then you and became number two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, now two. Yeah. Like, so it's a white girl that does it, yeah? Yeah. Bro, well, like, Dave Chappelle was right. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said, huh? Well, like, Dave Chappelle's right. It's like 30 feet. <laughs> nah, it's good, man. You know? Mm. It really makes you take care of your health. Have you seen there's some people in the gym 
they have these shoes which pretty much are like really flat. It's like it's not shoes, yeah. and it's got individual for each toe. He wears. Oh no, no, he doesn't wear. But it's like those kind of shoes. They cost like three hundred, and people take it whenever they go running, whenever they go to the gym and stuff like that. When it, whenever I used to go to my old gym, a lot of people used to have it, and he's like, "Yeah, best investment I ever made." You know that guy six pack shortcuts used to wear. Remember that guy, the scammer. He's like, I'm a natural guy. That, you know, the, the Asian with the long hair? Yeah, yeah, the YouTuber. Oh, yeah, 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 bro. yeah I remember him. He disappeared. You he know what? I, I know, who, I know who it is. He was on roids. No. Yeah, he, he was massive. Oh, he wasn't like, natural. No, no, no We're too young to like even realise that. He was though. lying to everyone. But this was in the era of pranks and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was still real, bro. We were so gullible back then. Was he Australian or something? What was his name? American, Six pack? Six pack shortcuts. But they're like the, <laughs> the gym world of like YouTube wasn't that big. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six hundred massive. Short shorts. I used to get uh, so gassed like young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. Think about his name. Six pack short tats. Is that uh, short short cut? Short cut. Short cut. This guy. I used to watch short. him all the time. <laughs> Did you actually watch him? Yeah. See, it brings back memories. Yeah, watch him. He was the original. He looks like gym a guy, guy from Hawaii Five O. So you either watch this or this I'm guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Those yeah, are two Ziz. options back then. This is a legend, bro. How's he? Go do the pose. It's <laughs> <laughs> not making that. I could actually see him looking up to Ziz growing yeah. up. Well, like, nah, it's not me, bro. I head steady. It's 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 chest, bro. I had a mate that used to love Ziz. He used yeah. to actually. Do you even lift? We used to, we used to G him up in class, <laughs> and I teach you sit down, sit down. We flicker the lights. Yeah. 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 Start <laughs> raving. Start raving. No. <laughs> and he, he learned the moves perfectly because he calls a figure A, and he does these things. Yeah. Right? He's got the name for everything. Dang. He actually learned all. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> well, I love that kid, bro. Well, I miss him. This kid's a funny bloke. <laughs> but this, bro, I'm not gonna lie to you. That this generation was funny. Messed up. It was funny because actually, you know what it is. I still don't know whether or not he was taking the piss. Mm. Him? Mm. Yeah. I think he went Melbourne High or something like that. The guy was like a G, like he was oh, very I smart. I didn't know smart, yeah? He was very smart. I think he was a nerd and that got him into gym because obviously like back then you say gym gets your girls. So yeah, a lot of people get into gym. And I was thinking, bro, like surely he's like taking the piss with all of this. Like he's acting like those stereotypical It seems like it. And whatever. But then I meet people that love him that are exactly the same as him and I'm like, maybe he wasn't taking the piss. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. He started the cult, bro. Well, that was he did. funny. Mm. He's his funny. type of followings are the people I don't like in the gym. Mm. They're the reasons why I go to gym you early in the morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can't. Oh, no, <laughs> this is why it doesn't make yeah, the episode. Yeah. They're coming after you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These guys, where they take it too seriously. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to cancel me. <laughs> well, bro. They're going to come in. They're going to start telling you how to, how to work out at the gym, bro. They'll find oh. you. They'll just start annoying you. Nah, worse ones. Mm. They're the ones that stand right in front of the mirror blocking a view after you're getting a mad pump. Like, yes, so bro, you beat it, get out of the way. So you can't <laughs> record it, yeah? Aromite is singular. Let's swing it to the episode, inshallah. Um, Ali, yeah, tomorrow, bro. off onto a plane. Yes. Off to Thailand. Yeah, man. First solo trip. 100%. And, bro, the thing is, I'm still at uni, yeah? Yeah, for sure. So people are asking me, how are you, like, juggling with work and uni and whatever? I'm like, Oh, I've got uni online, so it's like I can kind of sort it out, wing it. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I've been looking at tickets and stuff, and obviously only now it's cheaper because, you know, uni started, school started. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's really going. And I've been thinking about it for a while to, like, do a solo trip. For sure. But then, like, obviously it's my first trip, so it's like, it's not an easy decision to make. It's like, yeah. oh, do I really want to do it? Is for it sure. actually going to be fun? Obviously, I've got no idea what's on the other side now. Yeah. Leaving tomorrow, I'm going Phuket for four days, Oosh. I think. And then a place called Patani. So it's in the south of Thailand. Yeah. Majority Muslims. So I think it's near Malaysia or yeah, yeah. Indonesia, one of the Muslim countries. And I've got no idea like what's going to happen there, yeah? Mm-hmm. I just know I have a friend there that I met in Jordan. Yeah. And I'm going to stay with him. So alhamdulillah, like thankfully, he said I can stay in his apartment. I what? haven't seen him since Jordan. Like I remember the interaction as well. He's probably going to watch this, <laughs> hopefully. So... It was what 2017. We met him at like a Thai National Day. Yeah. So our roommate was Thai as well. What? So it's like Thai nas- National Day. What in Jordan? No, like there's a lot. Of, there's a big Thai community in Jordan. Really? Yeah, massive actually. Mm. So like, when we were there, so they a have a whole day to themselves as well. Yeah, pretty much. And obviously, like they all came together. They like created this big event. So our our, our roommate that's actually Thai, um, he told us about this. Like, yeah, come along. And we'll see what happens. It um, yeah. added like a five-star hotel, buffet. I was literally going to Google. I think it's called Four Seasons. Something like that. Yeah, Four Seasons. Yeah. You know, they really yeah, it's it's that's literally where we went to. Yeah. 
top top quality. Wait, wait, wait. What's Four Seasons? Yeah, it's like globally hotel. well known, like as one of the like best hotels, like in massive Jordan. Branch. Yeah, yeah. Like so, there's one in Jordan, and obviously elsewhere around yeah. the world. So the equivalent of like a Mantra Hilton, all them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. Four Seasons uh, big hotel chain. Yes, yeah, it's, it's well, massive. So what? Like they just had like a massive conference yes. full of Thai people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. in Jordan. But just so do they speak Arabic? Bro, they they speak good Arabic. I tripped out once. I met a person who was um, half Egyptian and half, I think, Filipino. Oh, well. Wow. And then, she, bro, she just started speaking in, in Arabic, like Egyptian Arabic. Like, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and good excuse me? Good pronunciation, yeah. <laughs> bro, it's, it's not being racist or anything, but yeah. that just tripped me out, bro. You ever seen Rush Hour? You know, and he goes, you're Asian, stop you. It's trippy, bro. It's trippy. Yeah, man, it's trippy. But, like, wow, man. the ties, obviously, they learned it through the colleges and stuff. So, like, they do have, like, a strong uh, pronunciation of words and stuff. So, like, the Arabic takes time. Because mm. in certain languages, like, your pronunciation of your mother tongue is so different to the language you're learning. For sure, yeah. So, for English, it might be a bit easier. Or even, like, for us, like, because, you know, a bit of Arabic, for example, Sus and Ashraf, like, from a young age, you hear a few words and letters from school. Mm. But then, for, like, Turkish people, for example, you know how they, like... Up to this healing, yeah, <laughs> their language. It's like, all of a sudden, they're trying to learn Arabic letters. It's like... The opposite. Yeah, complete opposite, bro. So yeah. they actually struggle. Somalis would be pretty easy because it's yeah. really similar. So it's like a big sh- culture shock. Mm. But yeah, anyways, for this like uh, Thai National Day, I think it's annually. It was the first time we went. Mm. We we rocked up, dressed up well. And I think that was the first time like dressing up like because we were in Jordan for like 10 months by then. We are always wearing trackies every day, whatever. And you live like, in the Wayfarer life, yeah. basically. <laughs> <laughs> so like w- it's like an opportunity to actually like dress up like, oh, sick. Why not? And then we rocked up. Met some Thai people and that. And then this brother that lives in Patani now, I'm going to say with it. I've actually only met him once. Yeah. Which is crazy. And how we connected, he spoke English. He didn't speak Arabic. He was there for work. Yeah. I met him once. And like a massive Liverpool fan. Obviously, we c- spoke over the years and stuff. And then... He had you at Liverpool, yeah? Yeah. So you're going to go to another country. You're going to basically his home. <laughs> yeah, bro. You met him once. In a place we've never heard of, Patani. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is what it's all about, bro. Imagine Patani is like, just like a uh, like an alleyway inside, inside Thailand or something no. like that. And it's just like, hey, come on, this is my place. It's behind the garbage. <laughs> Imagine it's like, oh, you're sleeping here and it's like a shed or something. He's like, he's like actually lost his mind, doesn't have a house or anything. No, I'm joking, bro. I love you. Hey, bro. you're, scar- you're scaring me now, bro. <laughs> hey, what language did he speak? So Thai, but yeah. then he spoke a bit of English, like just enough. Yeah. But then because he was there for work, he... We were speaking Arabic with one of the other Thai guys. For sure, and for he, sure. he didn't bother with Arabic. He's like, nah, I'm here for work. I'll speak English. Yeah, yeah. But so well you kept in contact with him there, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So the beauty of social media, kept in contact and stuff. And then, bismillah, let's see what happens, man. That's, That's awesome. exciting, bro. Like, obviously, I've got no idea what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And going on your own, you don't know how the experience is going to be. Sometimes, like, I know a lot of people that are not willing to even travel alone at all. For sure. Like, they're just like, oh, no, nah, it's boring. Like, what do you do? You nervous to go there? A bit, to be honest. For Not sure. so much Patani, to be honest, because I know someone I'm staying with, a local. <laughs> you don't know him, bro. <laughs> you just bro. know he's a Liverpool supporter. Hey, he's a Liverpool fan. Bismillah, Muslim guy. Good That's enough, all that man. matters. Yeah, yeah. Hey, can I come to your house? <laughs> <laughs> nah, <I'll laughs> Hey, well, I'm deep in this now. i what the hell's going on? Why am I making this decision, bro? We should have had this conversation like five weeks ago. Bro. I should have talked to through it before deciding, yeah? So keep your live location on, bro. Yeah, but Phuket, man. I've been talking to some people and stuff. Yeah. I spoke to Ahmed as well. He's been. For sure. That's going to be exciting because I'm literally by myself. So I don't know what to expect. Yes, there's like things to do like jet skis, quad bikes, whatever. Mm-hmm. But because you're going by yourself, you just don't know how things are going to yeah. turn out. So what's the purpose of the trip? Is it just to like... Solo trip Like I just I want to experience A solo trip I don't know If I will get Another opportunity Because of like Other commitments and stuff Yeah And kind of wing it And enjoy it Yeah Yeah, so it's going to be good man Inshallah Hey, listen, all yeah. your jerseys are mine because if you're gone, you don't come out in mine. Hey, apparently this, I can get some jerseys there, bro, so we'll see what happens. Ooh, that's what's up. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Is that like now. Agbogna? Bro, I want a supreme bum bag. That's all I want, bro. Yeah, done, oh, done. I'll just start yeah. matching with Ahmed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you like Louis Vuitton. <laughs> Why not? Why not, bro? Why not? Hundred percent. Hey, so what? What made you come to this realization? Like, where did this idea come from? Traveling? Because aren't you at uni at the moment? Yeah. Are you saying like solo trip or just traveling in general? Or just traveling in general. Were you having an itch for it? What was it like? Well, I think hundred percent. There's an itch because of like two years or more of not traveling inter- international. So it's like I'll kind of take any opportunity there is, bro. 
Yeah. Even if it's like a country I've never been to, like I can't, I miss it. I can't be waiting for people. Honestly, initially, I was thinking, yeah, Bismillah, if one of the boys want to come, you guys, uh, even Ashraf. But then it's like, I still want to go. I'll, I'll yeah. book it. I'll let you guys know, which I did. Yeah. You can come if you, you'd like. But if not, Bismillah, I'll go by myself. For sure. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of? Like, this is, you're talking about the, the group of Thai people in Jordan. <laughs> yeah. It's tripping me out still. That's just still <laughs> stuck on my mind. When we're in Liverpool, bro, when I saw that group of Yemenis, hmm. that was the funniest thing on earth, bro. To me, because we pulled up in an Uber, and I'm like, bro, Liverpool, surely there's, there's mm. no one but, like, like little plug What are they called? Scouts and yeah. stuff, yeah. Liverpoolians. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Actually, like, I'm uh, running with let's that. Yeah, let's yeah, yeah I was just thinking, bro, surely it's just them, you know? Get out of the You know? That sort of stuff. That's what I was thinking. I pull up, he's Arab. And I'm like, have you been there? He goes, yeah, yeah, I go, 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 go. He understood me. I'm speaking Lebanese Arabic. Yeah. <laughs> Lebanese, because that like, yeah, Yemeni, Yemeni. Mm. And I go, oh, okay. Like, there's more, there's more yeah. of us than there is of this country. No, no, I <laughs> And I was laughing. I was like, oh, beautiful. Then I started getting, cut, like, I asked him, like, what's going on? Or, like, where are all the restaurants and all that sort of stuff? And So you're in an English-speaking country. You're in Liverpool. And you chose to talk Arabic. <laughs> you know what it is? You need it's to also and a, a connection. Yeah. Like, to try to connect with them. You ever been to Liverpool? Yeah. Bro, it feels like you've reached it, like you know the like anarchy, mm. like you know, you know, like when the world's gone to yeah. Yeah. shit, and you're just like, it's just like I don't mean to, I like live, I love, yeah. the place. I love the place. Don't go after me, but like when I went there, I was like, oh wow, okay, this, so this is it, yeah. I'm like, surely, like mm. we're in the top of the world, like that, like there's nobody here, mm. and yeah. then <laughs> Muslims, yeah, Yemeni, yeah. out, bro. So what are Yemenis crazy, doing there? Yeah, yeah, just in general, what yeah. the hell? Uh, so they live there, like for work and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, and I asked him, why did mm. you come here? Why didn't you stay in London? He goes, oh, it's too expensive, whatever it was. And mm. He goes, he's beautiful. They're more accepting and whatever. And I was like, oh, it's crazy. Because when you're there, bro, you understand. Everyone's so laid back, man. Mm. Everyone's so laid back. And I was bro, just shipped me out. It's like anywhere you go, bro, you'll be surprised who you meet. Mm. Walla, you'll be like, there's pockets, right? there's pockets of people that they just live in different countries that you did not expect. But also you meet a Yemeni guy or a guy that looks Yemeni, like his kid. He's got a Scouse accent. Yeah. Or you meet a, you meet a Thai guy <laughs> speaking perfect Arabic. Yeah. I'm like, bro, how do you... Like, you look at them, you're like, this guy doesn't know Arabic. Yeah. Beautiful. It's like some of the brothers that we met. Beautiful recitation. Like, they couldn't mm. speak Arabic. Then they were Qadis, like back in Thailand. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, mashallah, you don't know... You don't have no idea. Yeah. Like, you look, you can't judge them by what you see. Yeah. You know, or you can't judge a city from what you know. Like, you think Scouses, then you go there. Mm. It's like, oh, Liverpool, Liverpool might have a very big Muslim population. Yeah. Damn, didn't know that. For sure. Crazy, yeah. bro. Like, especially when we're in, like, the at the Anfield Stadium, there was, like, a there was a shop for, for obviously, the Liverpool merchant stuff. And there was about eight counters of hijabis. Oh, wow. Damn. Yeah, yeah, eight counters of just hijabis. All, all Liverpool, uh, all, all Scouse accents, bro. That's so weird. Yeah, <laughs> 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 And I'm just there. Like, Excuse me, what? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> <What's going on? laughs> yeah, bro, it's That's like a tricky. different universe, bro. We don't know nothing, cause that's the blessings yeah. of traveling, though. Hundred percent, man. Like even like creating those connections and developing on them, like because you don't know if there's gonna be another time you go to the same country or they can even come to yours, and it's opportunities, bro. Opportunities arise. Like I know one guy I played soccer with, French guy, he's living in Canada now. He's coming back to Melbourne, and because he's coming back, like he used to play here, but like what three, four years ago. But now he's coming back. He kept connections with other people. Now he's getting trials at soccer teams. Mm. He's getting opportunities. So people don't realize you actually got to try and make an effort with you know keeping those connections and you developing meet someone them. for one day and tell him, hey, I'm coming to Thailand to sleep <laughs> with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm starting to think I'm sus, bro. <laughs> That's what people are thinking right now. It's like, bro, what's Ali doing? <laughs> no, it's, it's good. It's good. That's good, man. It's Islam as well, bro. That's a massive thing, bro. Too, yeah, yeah. A massive, massive thing is like you can trust like a Muslim, mm. especially mm. when, it, especially when you mm. bond first time with a person based mm. off of Islam. There's always that safety net. Yeah. It's powerful. Not but always. Don't go around to every Muslim. Yeah. Big things is like, for example, <laughs> with that brother or the other brothers, like we lived with a Thai guy. So he was very friends with him. Mm. And then there was a lot of other, we had a lot of other Thai friends who were mates with him. So it's like, we, if you have 10 friends and they're all tight with him, it's like, oh, he must be just one of the boys. So you can kind of trust him straight away. He's just not studying at the Jamia like us. You know, so it's one of those kind of things. Mm. Yeah. It, is, it is powerful, man. Like you, you speak to people, like you meet them for the first time in general. 
like when you find out they're Muslim, it is it is crazy. Like you have that instant trust in a way, especially depending on the country you're in and stuff. Like yeah, for example, yeah. being in Jordan, which is it's just us two. We don't actually have family there. And when you meet other Muslims similar age, it's like, yeah, you're my brother. And even though I just met you, bro, yeah, it's crazy, man. That's why it's amazing, like when you go anywhere, bro. It's like as soon as someone finds out you're like a Muslim, mm. it's like bang, yeah, straight away, yeah. You're good, I'm good, everyone's Crazy. all right now. There's like that. I'll take care of you. Down, you know? yeah. yeah. It's legendary. All eyes, mad. Even meeting someone that's from. That one? I love that one. <laughs> 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 Even meeting someone from Melbourne. Like if you're on the other side of the world and you just see a guy, it's like, oh, from Melbourne, no way. Are you serious? Mm. Where in Melbourne are you from? But then you see people on the street here and you don't care. Yeah. yeah. You know uh, what I mean? So it's one of the, it's just a random. Bro, thing. you know that thing, yeah? When you go, I don't know about like you guys, I think I was talking to Sahal about this when he came back. When you go overseas, your Aussie accent comes out. Like as in yeah, you're yeah, all of a sudden more, more proud and like yeah, I got an Aussie accent like you're in your I head. Feel like I put it on yeah, sometimes you guys like as that? well, bro. bro no, no, yeah. no, it's no, actually no. a thing. Oh, it's not Unconsciously, natural. like you yeah. hear everyone starting to speak their way. If you start speaking yeah. like them, when you go now, nah, I'm going hard the yeah. other way because mm. I'm gonna start speaking like myself more. Especially hey, g'day, mate. <laughs> and when they notice your accent, then it's all of a sudden it's like yeah, I got an Aussie accent. Look at me, like <laughs> all of a sudden Maybe you, you appreciate from, it. Are you from Australia? No, say something. Say something in Australia. Say something in Australia. Where do I? The best one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm from Australia. You don't even say it properly. Even the way we say Australia, <laughs> yeah, because we can pretty much skip. Yeah, bad. Pretty much eat like three quarters of the letters in the, in the, in it's the every word, bro. Yeah. yeah. Nah, it's crazy how that works, man. Amazing. I know, I know, I know. When I went to Cairns, yeah. So I thought I had a heavy Australian accent, yeah. But up in Cairns, they've got like the heaviest Australian accent. Mm-hmm. Like fair dinkum, the word fair dinkum is like a conjunction word for them. They say it after every second word. Yeah, so I got up to what Northern Cairns and stuff. And I remember when we went up there, the guys thought we had a British accent. And we're like, where do you get a what? British accent from? <laughs> because their Australian accent is so strong mm-hmm. that it makes ours look like it's weak type of Probably thing. Probably because you and your boys... Mm. Use London lingo like you guys are coming. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I knew it was coming. Except <laughs> 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 yourself up. I was waiting for someone to say that. You say something. <laughs> no, but even the accent in general, not even yeah. like like I the know, fan it, and man. all that kind of stuff. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, in it. Even someone commented, <laughs> someone com- commented on the TikTok the other day. I don't know if you say seen it. It's um, like <laughs> they said, "Oh, now every guy in London's coming out with a podcast." <laughs> oh yeah, I seen that. And I think and someone replied though. It's like they're from Australia. What do you mean? <laughs> He's like, never mind. It's <laughs> like, how do you not know, bro? Oh, God. Even we met. I remember we met someone after Sydney, and like, we're just because he was reading like I think, Golden Focus or something. Like, do you remember what book it was? I think from John Stolen Harry. Golden Focus. Yeah, but he's from like. Eastern suburbs, I think. Yeah. He's like, oh, but like, what accent is that? He asked me. I'm thinking, bro, like, I'm from Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> but then it just shows, like, obviously. But he asked you what your accent yeah. is. Yeah. He's like, yeah, well, like, oh, because we, we told him about the podcast and stuff like that. Yeah. And the, f- like, Fair Dinkum, or like, we're, you know, we told that in Asher or whatever. We'd be Aussie. He's like, yeah, but you don't have an Aussie accent. Yeah. He's like, what is that? I'm thinking, I'm tripping now. I'm thinking, bro, I swear I have an Aussie accent. Yeah. What's his? I, I, know, I, know, I don't know no, a strong here. Aussie accent compared to Aussies. Because yeah, yeah. at work, people always say, you got an accent. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not full Australian. There might be words I pronounce that just a bit different. It's like you, you might say a couple words. I speak liver. Yeah. That's, that's basically. But there's someone <laughs> who here, it's like not completely like Aussie, you know? Yeah. 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 I told yeah. you at one time, bro, educated trading was the funniest thing I've heard in my life. <laughs> Someone told me I sound yeah. like an educated trader. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, bro, I don't know whether to be offended or to hey, be you happy should take about that, bro. That's bro. a good one. <laughs> I like that. But also, you multi environment as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like true. when someone watches Top Boy, they start saying like, in a family, this, this, that, yeah? Or when I come back from Buddings, yeah? Mm. I'm saying, g'day, mate, how are you? And they say, how's your day? Living the dream. Bro, I'm not living no dream. <laughs> but I can start like that, bro, because well, it's so Australian. Working yeah. hard or hardly working. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> another dollar, that's another day. That's, that's the best line of all time. Yeah, it does depend on your I'll use right. that, back because I do deliveries, yeah? Every yeah. single delivery I go to, I took my little brother with me on runs. I tapped and go, Hamoud, hey, watch this. I got him. G'day, mate. He goes, hey, come on. You go, all right, yourself? Okay, working hard or hardly working? Busting up laughing. This guy <laughs> losing his mind. Go to the next place. Hamoud, watch this. Working hard, hardly working. Starts <laughs> laughing. Like, oh. Next one. <laughs> And me, and me and is just laughing his head off, not because it's funny, but he's yeah. like, bro, these guys are funny, bro. Yeah. <laughs> As if they all love the same line. Yeah, yeah, bro, it works on everyone, bro. It's like you just went and tickled everybody. It kind of just, <laughs> kind of just breaks the ice in a way. Oh, like, but, but tradies are so laid back, well, like, yeah, really, yeah. really. But the whole Australian, like, I guess even the Australian like language in of itself, not the language itself, but you know the culture, yeah, is so laid back. Like nothing's ever bad. I don't know if you realize. Like, how's your day? Not bad. 
Like, why can't you just say good? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. this morning, yeah, I was doing a delivery, and that's the funniest thing. This randomly, bro, 6 a.m. in the morning, these two tradie guys walk past my car, in the delivery, look at me like, oh, for you delivering pizza, mate. I go, <laughs> at this time? Yeah. And he started laughing. He's like, no, that's why I was chipping out. I was like, why would you be delivering pizza now? And I'm like, I go, mate, I'll be honest with you. If I was delivering pizza now, I'd be rolling in money, wouldn't I? He goes, yeah, yeah, 100%. It's the dumbest conversation on earth. And as I left, <laughs> he goes, see you, champion. I go, oh, <laughs> my heart. <laughs> you call like, me champion? Like you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, bro, a, that's, that, a that's the best, that's the best line on earth, bro. You call anyone yeah. champion, bro, you're automatically uh, elevated. Mm, that's yeah. it, bro. You're a good mate. Mm. I thought I was making millions after that. Bro. Champion. Bro. I hate that. But, um, yeah, man, that... That stuff's funny, bro. Like, just... You just only come aware of it when you go explore, like, even going to Cairns or a different city or something like that, mm. you know? Or just meeting people like us. We just spoke to a guy at the airport. Mm. You can't be... But the thing is, even if you stay in your area, for example, <laughs> like, a lot of people from the southeast that we met are way more different to us. Bro, there was a brother there. Uh, Wait, how are they different? How are they different? There, there was a brother there. He, like, a young kid, like, year 12, wearing the year 12 jacket. He said, Salam's, I'm like, where are you from? And I said, guess. And then he looked Somali. So I, and obviously, I know Somalis. Look, I said, Somali. Because, yeah, I'm half Somali, half Indonesian. Oh, he's mixed. And I'm thinking, like, you don't see that in our area. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? No, you and don't. then he goes, yeah, that's like, you know. And I'm like, do you know more Somali or Indonesian? He goes, Indonesian. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's basically but Indonesian. But it's like, that kind of so if you're only in your area, you only see the what's in your area. Exposed to so little as yeah. He obviously doesn't have TikTok. <laughs> but um, yeah man he was bro I met a half Somali half Australian the other day and he was built like and he was built like dead ass like an Australian because Somalis are like twigs tall lanky this mm. that yeah and we're looking at this guy and we're playing basketball with him and we go to him and he goes that guy's half Somali over there and I go which one I'm just looking at every like black guy I was like okay who and he goes this guy right in front of me and he was built strong everything and he was his Australian side dominated him you could not tell <laughs> he was what was his and name I, something oh okay, okay. Because you just reminded me, I have a mate who's half Somali, half Aussie. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Homework. oh, yeah. is he half, half? Yeah. And he's more white than he is black, I'm guessing? Like his yeah. persona, like his mannerism and stuff, Aussie. He's yeah. Aussie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like a revert. They married a revert. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah like that. I'm tripping out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. This so guy's dad was Somali. Okay. So it's oh, like. Oh, and he's okay. good at basketball? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was good. <laughs> Why ask a question like that? No, he's a baller. He's certified. <laughs> certified. Yeah, we're from London. <laughs> Andale. Um, now we'll transition to the next bit. Um, I don't know if you guys have been following the news with whatever has been going on in the world, but in regards to the possibility of a World War Three around the corner, have you guys seen that? Do you guys think World War Three is around the corner? Let's start it, off with that. It's. It seems like huh? it, man. You mean Korea? Yeah, Korea. Yeah, North but Korea. Was North it an invasion? No, it wasn't an invasion. It was a tension. Wasn't it Iran? Yes, it was Iran. So it was like... Um, it was, there, was, there was North Korea, then there was Iran, and now it's... You right. know what it is? It's every bloody... What are they called? Communist states or whatever. The ones that are led by dictators and stuff. There are possibilities with yeah. wars. Dictators don't say that stuff. I love everyone. Everyone equally. <laughs> now, nah, but I was going to say North Korea because they were testing missiles and stuff. Mm. Yeah. And then obviously he started getting cocky and stuff. On the NELK podcast that Donald Trump w- did with, um, they did with Donald Trump, he even speaks about it. He goes, <laughs> and this is him being very, very ar- arrogant and stuff. And he goes, if it wasn't for me, and if it was, if let's just say if Biden was the president at the time, I assure you there would have been a world war. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and then then he goes into Iran. He speaks about Iran, how there's a possibility of war as well. And now we've got Ukraine at our hands. But that's been happening for a while. It's been a matter of time. And like from my un- point of understanding. It like it was inevitable mm. in the sense that like Putin ever since he became the leader of Russia and all that kind of stuff he's always had his eye mm. on Ukraine and Ukraine was like the heart of Russia in their eyes mm-hmm. yeah, that's technically where like the Soviet that was like the before there was a Moscow yeah, you know the Moscow is the capital city of Russia the capital city of the Soviet Union was actually what's it called Kiev or whatever it Kiev, is yeah. mm. um, okay, it is that. beautiful yeah like I've seen pictures and stuff. have you been there no I've seen pictures pictures of it say again it's going to go stupid He's met one <laughs> <laughs> that sounds bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, Where do you try to get your information from? Bro, I'll be honest. What's his name? Um, at the start, when it was happening, I thought it was a joke because I remember I was in Cairns at the time 
and what's his name, Phil DeFranco or something like that. His mm-hmm. TikToks, he, he has some amazing one-minute TikToks where he just explains everything in like 10 seconds. Then he a- actually ended up becoming an actual conversation where Putin started giving like, he started addressing the nation, mm-hmm. like how serious this was. He's on smoke. He's actually on smoke. So it became everywhere. Like now, everywhere you see is, bro, what's the last thing time you heard about COVID? Yeah, it's not even it's taken over. It's not even a conversation. There is Mm. no case numbers. There's no. The other day, I heard something about how (laughs) Channel Seven reported this or whatever. They said Omicron's son has now entered Melbourne or something like that. Yeah, have you heard that one? And it's like they're preparing for another surge of variant or something. But then they go, bro. They go if you because everyone already had basically Omicron. You're you're basically um, immune. Immune. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's not a problem now. But what's more important is Ukraine. Mm. Like what's going on here? Hang mm. on, hang on a second. Yeah, last year. But they pick and choose as well. You know the start of remember we were talking about it in the gym that Mohammed Hijab video that he did with Dayan Hirsi Ali girl or whatever. Um, there was a video that popped up on my TikTok. It's funny. And man. the guy started off yeah for that guy, basically <laughs> dissed her without using a swear word. <laughs> <laughs> How do you degrade like someone without word. swearing? Yeah, Mashallah. Like swear word, bro. I, I heard. I heard many. Bro, what is that apple <laughs> polisher? <laughs> <laughs> what did he use that? Basically, like you know, when you go to teacher's pet and then you yeah. know, watch the apple before teacher comes. That's what it is. But that's my new diss. That's <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever heard. Basically, kiss us. That's what he's trying to yeah. say. Yeah, but that's crazy, man. The way he went in on that girl, hold on. Actually, I actually feel sorry for her a little bit, bro. Right? Because no, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, what she said, obviously, like yeah. she's doing it for attention. Mm. Uh, I can't. I, c- I hate mm. to say it. Yeah, obviously, her experiences and all that sort of stuff are like. I don't think you can take away from, but. A lot of the a lot of the things that she was saying in the actual podcast, a lot of it has to do with Muslims and not Islam, you know. Yeah, it's she's personal. Yeah. She's always talking about how to weigh the people and even culture, like yeah. cultural interpretation of what Islam is. Exactly. Well, that's where it technically all stem from. Mm. You know what I mean? That's that's why I was like, okay, I can kind of see what her problem is, but mm. she's not actually trying to, she's not actually trying to like get to like a good place with Muslims and Islam and stuff. Mm. Like that. She's actually just trying to tarnish it. She's just trying to like, she's like like you were saying. Is she's an apple polisher for the right? Mm. She's basically just trying to go. Okay, put money in my account. I can say as a Muslim or yeah. an ex-Muslim. Yeah. This, this, and this are the problems. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, oh look, ex-Muslim said that. She's she's got experience. She's, and she's educated. Speak, and you know? yeah. She's experienced it. Mm. Or she's firsthand. Mm. How can you tell her that her experiences are wrong? Mm. No one's saying that. Everyone's mm. saying that the way she's going about it is incorrect. Mm. Bro, I can't believe that they just hang around with the word ex-Muslim. How, how do you how do you go about life like mm. that? Mm. It's like, but they're also proud to do it, like you know, like that, that's the title. Like they write books about it, that's literally. Attention yeah. tag, bro. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly. Attention tag. Also yeah, well, they yeah. wouldn't get on a podcast for any other reason. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. bro. You don't get. They've the made it their identity, basically. Mm. People like Ayan. She said, "Alhamdulillah, Hamza Jab's doing good work. Yeah. Gonna go back to Ukraine." But I was gonna say before, like they came out that podcast. Some guy was like, I don't know, giving his take on it. But he goes, he says something pretty nice. He goes something about when the media is covering only one thing, that's when you should go and look at what's actually happening out in the world. Mm. You know what I mean? Like in regards to the world at the moment, all we see is like Russia, Ukraine. Like a basketball video came up on my TikTok today uh, by one of the channels, Overtime. I don't know if you know Overtime channel. Bro, their, their, their logo was Ukraine. And I'm like, mm. I'm getting confused what's going on. Like how bad is this invasion that like the whole world has to show some? Like I was driving in the city yesterday and like you got billboards and stuff and uh, you go and they go like, what about Palestine or the other places that are happening in the world? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like the, yeah. the tension isn't fair across the board. I think a lot of the problem is that people think this is all about, this is all what about isms. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can't you can't come in here, you have to see things as an isolated incident or, or things are different and like compartmentalize all the problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you, you're looking at it and you're like, hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait a second, wait a second. Why is it that now all of a sudden like, there's there's one side that's an oppressed and one side that's an oppressor, you know what I mean? Mm. What 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 categorizes it? And then you start to see those news reports of those guys start spilling out the real, the real reason yeah, they're I was speaking like by this: that, yeah. blonde hair, blue eyes. This is a European country. This is in the Middle East. Relatively civilized. Dude. And you're uh, like, hang on. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Wait a second. They normalized the Middle East, or whatever's happening. The uh, the war, exactly. whatever. They normalized it. Like, oh, that's that's gonna happen every day when it's Ukraine, Europeans out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, but whoa. even more so, like the like like Sohel was saying, the category of oppression changes depending on like who's mm. the one calling the oppression. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for example, in the same week, I think when the invasion started, where what's his name Putin invaded what um, Ukraine, 
in that same week, I'm pretty sure there was a missile a strike against Somalia type of thing. You know, so I didn't even know okay, that. Didn't even know that yeah, literally in that same week, and then someone reported that and said so. And at that time, Putin hadn't done no strikes or anything. He was just going in there heavy mm. with army. Yeah. Now, what were they doing? What was the first type of invasion? I don't know. Whatever the first invasion was, there was no like like. There was yeah, there was a, on the border. Yeah. There's a like a small section of Ukraine. Yeah. Where the um that people who live there yeah. are in support with Russia. Yeah. He he's right. There's two whatever major cities or something like that in in um in Ukraine at the time, but they pledged their allegiance to whatever you call it, mm. Russia or something. Mm. When that was happening at that time, yeah, there was uh, an attack on Somalia by the US. You know, I mean, the US was calling by the US. Or the US? Yeah, US attacked. Or they didn't attack Somalia. Well, you could technically call it attack. There was a there was a military there was a drone um, strike. Yeah, and against apparently it's against Al Shabaab or whatever it is type of thing. Oh my you God. know what I mean? But you use that same example, and it's just like, who's who's the oppressor in this scenario? I think all of the war stems from like um, Ukraine becoming a part of NATO or something like that. Yeah, wasn't it? it? Mm-hmm. Like a l- like as soon as yeah. Nah, in regards to because NATO, because before like this all stems back just post like code, um, the Cold War, mm. where they basically essentially agreed you're gonna take that side, we're gonna take this side, this is the two. So what did America do? They basically formed an allegiance with like the North Atlantic Treaty, whatever, with certain countries in the North Atlantic, um, and then they basically said if they got into like an allegiance, if one of our states get attacked, your states and blah blah, blah we're all gonna help each other type of thing, and then they agreed with the Soviet Union that we're basically not gonna cross like that eastern border. What happens is obviously slowly over time as the Soviet Union got weaker and this is why it's Putin's mission almost, you know what I mean, in regards to, because to him it's a pride thing, you know what I mean, he grew up in a time when the Soviet Unions or the Russians where were weak. He- where have you heard that before? Say again? Where have you heard that before? It's my pride to bring back the countries, you know? Oh, he, <laughs> he said that himself. No, I'm saying that's exactly what happened with Hitler. Because oh, he fought in World War One, and he Hitler. goes, Germans were powerful. After that, they created the treaty, so they couldn't have control, couldn't own as much land as they used to, and have mm. as much power. So why did World War Two start? Exact same thing. I'm just saying. Yeah, ex- you're saying I'm not. I'm not um, in the loop with what Putin's saying. Mm-hmm. So hearing it, it's like, ah, oh, I've heard that before. Exactly, history repeats itself essentially. But yeah, basically, the Americans or the Western uh, countries are getting close to the the eastern border, or whatever, and hence Ukraine is literally. One of the biggest separation between the Western mm. and Eastern Europe, Europe, you know, but it's know. crazy, bro. I think when you look at it, yeah, like regardless of the situation, there's always like collateral damage. Like there's these, these civilian lives and and all these casualties. They're like, oh yeah, they're just a part of the situation. So like they get to a resolution. The price we have to pay. This is the price you have to pay, basically. Mm. And that's that's the funny thing about war. Yeah, no one wins. Mm. In the end mm. of the day, no one actually wins. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was research done about like the last 350 battles, and they said like 348 of them ended not on the battlefield. And when you oh. hear, when you hear that stat, it's like, has what it ended in like a treaty or something? Exactly what you said before with NATO. Yeah, it's exactly the same. How the Cold War stop? Cuban Missile Crisis. There's yeah. fear. Okay, let's just come to an agreement. There's always pushing each other's boundaries until you hit a certain max, and then something happens. You know? Yeah. And they yeah. get to in some sort of agreement, yeah. essentially. So at it's the end. just absurd when you hear it. You're like, Subhanallah, how many people have to die, you know, yeah. just so this can, just so two guys can go in a room and say, "Yep," <laughs> you know, <laughs> Shake well. yeah, and say, on, "Okay, bro. you killed seven million of mine, we killed nine, yeah. but we'll come to an agreement. I won't come to your country, you don't come to ours." Bro, you know one thing Thanks. I've always like said to myself as well. What's weird, yeah? In amidst wars, yeah, you know when leaders meet up like during like the peak of battles. Like for example, what's the president of Ukraine's name again? Alexander, whatever, sure. whatever, yeah, and Putin or something like that. They've met up a couple of times. I think they're on their fourth time meeting up to discuss whatever, try and whatever. Or treaty, yeah. I'm thinking, bro, that's your time to go kill him. Get him right now. <laughs> I get confused at times like that. I would have done the exact same thing. You're like a little kid, by the way, talking right now. And I'm yeah. seriously, yeah. bro. I'm actually. Mixing. I know what you mean. Yeah. Like yeah. even when I was watching the Sultan Mehmet thingy, when I was mm. trying to get um, what's called Andalus, yeah. I was thinking, bro, they met a couple of times, like, this is the perfect time to get the other leader's head off. The but it's not done. about the leader, because yeah. someone oh. else just comes into power. But the ideology, bro. Yeah. yeah. If you kill a person, the ideology doesn't die with them. And you know what's mm. going to happen? There's going to, for example, if you do go and kill a leader, people are never going to forgive you. So it's going to yeah, be... It's, it's going to be, yeah. It's like, because I, I remember... You've crossed that boundary. Yeah, I remember yeah, Trevor, Trevor Noah was talking about the comments that people make. Yeah. He's a European country. He's like, Europeans 
created the most war ever in history in yeah. in like history that's dated the hundred you know? year war it's yeah. like they had a hundred year war it's like literally called a <laughs> hundred years of war yeah. how can it you say a european country civilized it's yeah. like you know it's crazy what I mean? how they yeah. it's crazy how they flip the rhetoric bro and then they, they look at us and they always say like oh islam spread by the sword and this and that Bro, you can't sit on a throne of hypocrisy and think, you know, oh, I can come around here pointing fingers and I can I can make the the claims or the statements of who's civilized, <laughs> who's not civilized. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. For sure. Mm. And a lot of the remarks are subtle as well. It's not until they compile them after one by one till you yeah. realize, fuck, these yeah. guys are actually hella racist. Because <laughs> you know, a lot of times what happens now, like with Ukraine, there's. Alhamdulillah, there's actually a lot of support going on. Like, I got an email yesterday from Tim, like Tim Ferriss on his email chain. He goes, all the prophets from this book, and he said, this is other authors that are doing it. He's literally going to Ukraine for support. Why? Because UK needs support because they're getting invaded. No, but that's where the conversation yeah. I'm trying to get to. But is like, what? Yeah. Yeah. The, the point is, sometimes like we look at it like, oh my God, what's happening when they're not sending to Palestine, they're not sending to all these other countries. Obviously, it's our job as Muslims, like, I don't remember the last time I sent money to Palestine, so I should be the first one to look at myself sure. before I start looking at other people. Yeah. But sometimes, like, do you remember, like, when there was um, the Burmese refugees yeah. and those countries, like, all around the world that were struggling, and then sometimes we go through stages where, like, we'll send to one country and for a month, and then another country for another, another country for another stages. month. And then we keep, like, yeah. going around. It's like, there's even if the country's not first on the list, there's other countries that yeah, sure. need the support. So we've got to just keep trying to send for it sure, around, you sure. know? This this is, this is like, a bit off topic from what you're talking about with the charity, but mm. doesn't it trip you out that there's been consistent conflict in Yemen, in Somalia, in Lebanon, in, in Palestine, Syria. in mm. Syria, and every single time, what's the, what's the main topic... For for example, like a Scott Morrison or for like a Peter Dutton to get elected, they want to close the borders. Immigration. They want to mm. stop. They want to yeah. stop an influx of immigration because apparently we're full. Yeah. Mm. And you hear Boris Johnson saying we're going to take in as many as we can of the Ukrainians. Mm. See this that that Whoa. right there tripped me out. I didn't, See that right there tripped me out. That that you can't get a more clear example of mm. what they feel we are like like. Mm. They've basically they've gone a dehumanized. We have to check on you, but you come, come, come. Yeah, you standard. might be a, racist, you might be a, you might be this. You yeah. know, you could be whatever. Go blonde hair, blue eyes. Come yeah, on, you're you good can to come go. In. Yeah. Just come, come. Bro, it was the same wow. thing with what's his name? Um, what's the tennis player, Novak Djokovic? Yep. Where the number one thing and like Alhamdulillah for this as well is like it took a millionaire to expose um, it's called the agenda of our Australian Prime Minister. You know, I mean? it wasn't until mm. the fact that this guy who obviously had a lot of money. There was like three other tennis players or whatever that were in the same position at him. He was the only one technically could afford all his court battles and stuff. Mm. The only reason, technically speaking, he got rejected, yeah, from um, it's called Australia, he gets sent back home, it was because an election's upcoming and the number one agenda on Scott Morrison's ed- election, not to get too political as well, is the fact that immigration is a big thing. Australia's, they say they're tough on two things. Yeah, their tax or whatever, and immigration. They say Australia's got the toughest borders, tough as this. Even um, the pharmaceutical, the TGA regulations and stuff. They say Australia's very, very tough on it. Mm. But it took just one guy from Serbia to comp- um, it's called compete in a competition for it to all go haywire. Mm. You know what I mean? Plus, uh, once they get, uh, when you go to the hotel you're staying at, yeah. it's where the refugees are staying at. Mm. And they haven't, been, they haven't been let out for five years or three years waiting for it. Yeah, sure. 10, I've heard 20 as <laughs> well. Yeah, Craig Foster, yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What, mm. just like that? You can walk out like that? Bro, it's bro. Trippy, bro the mm. Craig Foster thing, that's why I say, like, alhamdulillah for seeing this, because, like, I'm not going to jump on it and say, like, I'm some sort of, like, white hero, blah, 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 whatever. But in regards to the refugee situation, I didn't know it was that bad. It was, you know that video Craig Foster put up on Instagram or whatever, mm. all these social medias, and you see the people literally standing up. How many times have you passed by that street in the city? Like, mm. whatever. And it's like, these guys yeah. are just locked up there. Some people, nine years. I think, fam, like, we, we struggled with lockdown. Think about us nine years ago. You're watching 99 Go. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> now yeah, <it's> literally. Is <laughs> <laughs> that the right time for a joke? It's <laughs> 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 no, it's good, it's good. But no, honestly, though, like when I'm looking at it, yeah, one thing that I always like remember is, you ever remember the refugee crisis after like, for example, you have, you have those boats coming in and there's an influx of like people and then they just ship them off to Christmas Island or Papua New Guinea mm. or whatever it is and they just tell them, hey, you're not coming here, just right there. Yeah, just right there. And um, you've got people basically dying to get away. Bro, ima- imagine, imagine you know that going on this boat, you're uh, an 80% chance of dying. When you're going wow. to a place that possibly or majority of the time won't take you in, or if not, they're going to make it very hard for you to get in. 
Imagine, imagine how desperate and dire your situation has to be. I'm pretty sure somebody who wants to come in here and wreak havoc on, on, on the Western world is going to go, so you're telling me I go on this boat, I have 80% chance, 90% chance of dying. Yeah. And when I come to this place, they're probably not going to let me in the country. What havoc am I going to wreak? Yeah, all these guys, oh, they're suicide bombers. Oh, they're, they're going to kill us. They're going to kill us all. They're going to kill our families. <coughs> they're going to kill our what? Bro, are you dumb? Do you know the Haram, bro? The, these people are dying to leave a place. They're literally dying to leave a place. They're thinking that it's more safe for them to take that risk. Yeah. To come to another place that doesn't even want them. Yeah? Yeah. What, what, yeah. Just think about that as like a... And then now you've got people, yeah? Like I said, everyone deserves help. Bro, take them in. I don't, I don't mind. Take, mm. take them in. But innocent people don't deserve mm. to die for the stupidity of a couple leaders. For yeah? sure. But you're just looking at it and you're like, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Wait, wait, wait. This story is basically the same thing. What's changed? The color of the person's skin, mm. the color of their mm. eyes, mm. what language they speak, where they're from. The amount of money in their pockets. Come on, man. It's, it's weird. Come on, man. But even that concept's crazy as well. They're more comfortable with the possibility of dying on their journey than living, essentially. You know, and that's like crazy. Uh, but what happens to these people when they do make it, the 10% or whatever? Do they... Here in Australia, yeah, they, they, they vet them. So they, they'll ship them off to uh, a, a, a refugee camp mm -hmm. or, they'll, or they'll put them in like a, a, different, a different place like the Christmas Island For or sure. whatever it is yeah. that you hear. And a lot of the times when they come here, they don't just... Bro, the border security is crazy. You, you can't even get on a plane to get here. They find something small in your bag. They're gonna yeah, yeah. Their mind. <laughs> or the random checks, but it's yeah. not. Also, it's not even a real thing till like you come close to an understanding. Like how many Melbournians, Australians are oblivious to the scenario until something happens for you to realize. Mm. You know That's what I mean? True. It's like the concept is crazy and stuff. I used to think it was one of those like, man, another conversations about refugees, asylum seekers. Mm. It's like, bro, get it off the news. But then you realize like, mm. like you're actually fortunate enough mm. to be living in a country. Oh, it's just crazy, man. Mm. But um, looks like we need to do research to what we can do to help the situation, you know. For sure. As you get older, yeah, boys. Yes. You start to look at your friendship circle, and it will decrease on its own. But sometimes, it doesn't decrease on its own. Sometimes mm -hmm. you look at the people that are around you, and then you're like, "There's actually no reason for this to continue." Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, it, it's not like a relationship where you have to go, "Oh yeah, it's it's over." done with now we're breaking yeah. up as mates we're not mates anymore you don't have to like <laughs> verbalize and axing but mm. you start to see for example like behaviors and and you start to see certain things from people around you that not only irritate you but also they don't really align with the person you're trying to be yeah you know so i want to pose this question like how do you know it's the right time to walk away from a friendship Maybe it depend. Maybe it starts with like, um, how often you see the person, and like you could say even the things like mutual interests and why you still hang out with them and stuff like that. As simple as it sounds, mm. because obviously you have friends that you hang out with more than others, mm -hmm. and sometimes you don't even realize you're hanging out with them too often, but then you would only start to realize th the hard way where it's like it's detrimenting your like development for example like you know you want to talk about certain topics that you like to talk about these days and they don't even like to bring it up or they speak about once in a while and all they talk about is like just straight banter and it's like it's good but then if you're hanging out with them three four times a week then it's not it's clearly not enough for your mm. lifestyle and what you want to be socializing do you think it's okay to act mate for me, I come from a perspective that I don't. I wouldn't tell a mate, "Hey, we're not going to be friends anymore." <laughs> it's not a breakup. You know what I mean? Yeah. All you do is distance yourself, and it comes at the, the, through those stages where it's like if you have a lot of different friends, like you got ten, fifteen, it's impossible to see all of them. So you have to be intentional about it. And sometimes you might not distance yourself because you don't like someone, just because you don't have the time. You know, because yeah. like family, you're going through stuff at work. There's all, like life gets the better of you. You know, unfortunately, you can't keep a hundred friendships. Yeah. I can become super tight with all of them. So I'm more trying to just distance myself. And the reason I would distance myself is like, I think it's like, there's got to be something I get out of it. Like sometimes it's nice ch seeing old mates and you talk about old stories, which is hectic. Mm. But if I see them like three times a week, twice a week, it's not at least helping me in one area. I don't have to be like, hey, the guy has to be 
successful in all areas. If he helps me with work, Dean, or if I help him in one area, we go gym together, we talk about self-development, there's some type of benefit mm. where I see him trying to do more in some area. It does help the relationship because it kind of like gives me that push. Mm. It's like we're both trying to get better together. But I normally it's distance, you know, but then like going the other day to Mumdo's barbecue was really nice. I love doing that. And if I feel like if I axamate, it's like, there's no need for that. You yeah. don't do that. It's like you go see your mate, you chat, you talk for an hour, you love it, but he's not. you're not calling him twice a week to go hang out. Yeah. So you just distance yourself and then when you do see someone, you just socialize. But really, a lot of the time, it's it's the mates you see two, three times a week that's going to have the biggest impact on you. Yeah. Seeing your mate at a barbecue once every two months isn't really going to affect too much, you know? It's not going to have like a massive change on your yeah. behavior, yeah? Mm. So you reckon instead of like burning bridges mm -hmm. with people, it'd be better to organically just allow it to pass yeah mm -hmm. for sure i feel like you sort of also like realize like both parties tend to realize that you guys are on two different waves and then you just naturally sort of yeah. diverge you know what i mean like for example we like for example let's just say two people would constantly meet each other through i don't know dates on a burger or something like that going to a burger shop or something like that but one guy doesn't like a burger anymore you know what i mean that will cause that separation that they'll dwindle slowly and slowly type yeah, of thing because the they don't have that common interest anymore mm. but i was gonna ask ashraf so the distancing doesn't always necessarily mean it's negative. You know what I mean? Because going to Suhail's question about how I would acclimate, I'd probably do the same thing. I'd distance myself slowly, slowly. If it's if it's enough of a conversation, then I would pose that uh, conversation, mm. like if it was a big deal. But if we're just slowly growing apart, then that's just natural. That's part of life type of thing. But then you also said like Mamduh, who you probably haven't had an outing with him in like two months type of thing. That distancing isn't negative, correct? Yeah, a lot of a lot of relationships, you don't have to sh see each other once a week to keep a tight relationship. For it's sure. like when I saw Abshir. Yeah. Whenever I see Abshir, whenever I see Shifa or Mamdu or whoever, it's, it's love. It's straight away like it's the good old days, but you don't have to see them weekly. For sure. And those are the kind of friendships you want where it's not like you call someone and you're like, hey, let's go out for dinner. And the first hour, you're like, is it awkward? I haven't messaged you in a month. Mm. You don't like have to think for them. Yeah, and that's the kind of friendships you want to have when you don't have to think, you don't have to care. For you sure. just be yourself. It's not like, hey, I might have... Imagine that guy that sends you a text an hour later. Hey, I made a joke. Mm. You know, I think I went too far. It's like, bro, I've known you for 15 years. Yeah, What's yeah, a yeah. joke going to do? For sure, for sure. You know sure. what I mean? You want to have a friendship where you can kind of just be yourself. Mm. And I feel like axing friendships, it's... A lot of the times later on, you might actually become friends with him, but it gets awkward if you tell the guy, hey, I don't want to be mates with you anymore. It's yeah. not something... I it's think like primary school time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you go to the kindergarten, hey, you can't play with us no more. Yeah. Yeah. My mum said you can't be my friend today. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that there would ever be something, like like a situation between you and a mate, that would require you to ask them? Like verbally, make it very clear that this, is, this ain't it no more. E everyone has a max. And mm -hmm. it's probably going to can reach a certain level where it's like, boom, now you got to make it concrete. Especially like, for example, if I say, hey, you keep like creating a distance. What if the guy puts in so much effort, he's texting you three days a week. Hey, let's hang out, let's hang out, let's hang out, let's hang out. It's like, you don't want to be getting those calls all the time. Yeah. So you want to also make it clear. So it depends on what the person does. I probably have my own level of max. Like if this person does this, I can't be made to them anymore. Mm. But no one's reached that level. Yeah. And uh, it's not something I think about. It's like, oh, you, you know. Don't, you don't probably put yourself in that scenario. Yeah. I haven't made a criteria. It's like, hey, you've done one out of the four. You have three <laughs> left. <laughs> it's like, come on. Two you know? strikes yeah. left, you're yeah, out. I was gonna say, you're treading on thin ice. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'd know when the person does too much, you know? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Also, have you? Okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay, so also, like, with the friendships and stuff, like, you'll start to realise, let's say it's four times you're going, four times a week you're seeing them, yeah? But if you, like, this random scenario, yeah, it goes down to once a week. It actually can sometimes make your relationship with them more healthier and you might become actually like i don't know how it's weird to say but like it can develop your friendship in a way where it's what like that distance yeah that distance like it's a healthy distance you both obviously understand that that's life whatever and then every time you see each other and it's just proper genuine like it actually could be better long term yeah for so sure it's like you're not even asking the person but you're still seeing them once in a while still yeah. keeping that connection and it's actually better but i think also that distance sort of itself has a boundary you know what i mean and like the way that i see it is like you don't like like you said Ashraf before you don't constantly have to see them and when you see them again it's love type of thing but when it gets to the point where you're actually missing out on the other person's growth type of thing then that's where it becomes you guys have actually diverged into two different people type of thing mm. you know what I mean like for example like let's just say like I'm in a healthy relationship with all of you guys type of thing and I hadn't seen you guys for like nine months ten months or something like that and all I know is you're getting married type of thing I'd be like bro what the hell type mm, of thing because yeah. I'm missing out on such a milestone of your relationship that distance isn't even healthy anymore that point mm. is like 
do I yeah. if do I even yeah. know you type of thing. And that's why I think you should still like constantly check up on your mates, whether it's that little hey this a that message. type of thing. You know what I mean? Because you don't want, like you said, you might you don't want to have that conversation the next time you see them or haven't seen them in like a month. But at the mm. same time, you don't want to have that conversation with them. Go, oh shit, I don't even recognize this person. Mm. You know, it's like that healthy balance between the two. Can you tell us why you wanted to bring it up? Because then I might have to, I can understand like what's been going through your head. Because you've probably been thinking about it maybe post-COVID when there's like a lot of social groups and a lot of different things or maybe you saw mates Have recently. you asked someone recently? No, <laughs> next time. Okay. <laughs> I get a text after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ashraf, you did this. <laughs> Don't talk to you no more. Nah, I'm just, I was just thinking about it. Like I was looking at things after COVID like you were saying and I was just seeing how much time I have in a day. <laughs> and then a lot of the times... Like in my past, a lot of my time was spent around people and mates and and all that sort of stuff. And then you start to notice that, hang on, I don't see this person as much no more. Or what's happening with this guy? Or what happened there? Mm. Was is is it that they they asked me or did I ask them or was I mm. not doing enough in the thing to maintain it? And you're just like, hang on, wait a second. This is just organic. Like you grow and you grow separate ways. It's just how it is. Yeah, but um. The one thing that I was I was I was posing it to you guys was, if you look at your current friendship circle now, would you say it's too big to maintain with your current responsibilities and and stuff like that? You know, mm. like that's that's what I wanted to find out because mm. I was looking at my my friendship circle. I'm like, alhamdulillah, like, oh, Mr. Popular, whatever. I'm not looking at it like that. I'm just looking at it and saying like, is it is it healthy to be this age and 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 to be juggling all the stuff that I'm juggling and then on top of that. Like you have to kind of like maintain so many friendships at mm. a time, and and like what would it be that would cause you to go, hang on, you're not really worth my time, you're not worth my energy, or whatever it is. That, but see that sort of stuff, like obviously seeing it from you guys, it's like it's like you don't really need to verbalize anything. Mm. No, you don't. Mm. You can just kind of like organically and like just mm. let it pass, you know. And yeah. then instead of seeing them also like once a week, once a fortnight, you can see them once a month. But on the topic of it, there's eventually going to be a stage where you have to make tough decisions. And we're finite human beings. We can't see all of our mates and we can't, have keep, we can't keep the connection tied with all of them. Mm. And it is tough because I know, for example, me, there's so many boys. It's like, I'd love to see them once a, once a fortnight. You know, like a lot of times I hit workouts with people. They're like, we should do this once a fortnight. Mm. But if five people say that, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's like three days a week I'm going out with different guys to hit work. Two hours, two hours, two and hours, three hours. Like you said, there's so many people, like not so many, but it's like 10, 15. And if you want to see them each, like think about it, if there's 10 boys and that's every three days, if you want to see them once a month. Yeah. It's a lot and of socializing. And if they're not in the same friendship circle, even yeah. tougher. You know what I mean? And it's like sometimes when you have a lot of friendships, you don't go as deep with them. And that's the thing where it's like because of that, you feel like you don't have a tight circle, but you have seven kind of kind of tight psych circles it depends on what you want but the ideal friendships you should have is friendships where even if you don't message them for a month you come back and you're still tight yeah you know there's no one answer fits all but i guess it's also how you value a friendship as well because yeah. like i know people who the complete opposite type of thing where distance isn't a good thing for them mm. you know they've got to be in each other's you know there's people that like whenever you see like like whenever you see ali you'll see ashraf whenever you see ashraf ali type of people they always come like as a pair, those type yeah. of people, they're completely opposite to us. But it also comes down to like how you communicate it as well. You know what I mean? Like we all appreciate distance, not distance per se, but it's not that deep to us if we don't see each other in a week type of thing. If you have that same relationship and obviously you don't have to verbalize it mm. and you have that same communication with the other person, then it's calm. You know what I mean? But if it has, I realize friendships, everything has to be communicated are the ones where you got to actually have to address that, you know, and actually have to look yeah. into it because like, Every little thing you do, you're gonna have to have a conversation about it. It's like, bro, what's the point of the friendship? Not ev you think everyone gets the social cues, but not everyone does, man. Yeah, well, yeah. with your friends, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, it reminded me of like when the Rasul wasn't invited to one of his Sahaba's weddings. Mm. You heard that story before. Abdul yeah? ibn Auf, yeah. and then he found that he got married, and he's like, he got married, bro. The Rasul was like, bro, imagine, imagine him in his status, like everyone was his Sahaba, everyone was his mate. Yeah. 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 Think, bro, surely this guy gets invited to yeah. his wedding, you know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he rocked up and he saw him and he goes, oh, congratulations, you know? Mm -hmm. you, you're thinking maybe he'd get offended or mm -hmm. hurt by it or whatever it is. And then I saw the was just like, hey, what sure. yeah. it's okay. It's calm. He's you more happy I mean? for him. Yeah. And that's exactly. the point where yeah. it's like, the guy's about to have his, pretty much like the best day of your life kind of thing. Mm. And you're more worried about yourself getting an invite. Yeah. You know? Uh, have you guys ever had to ask a mate? A distance myself, yeah. 
But yeah. not, I never sent a message. You We're not friends anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you've never yeah. had that conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you said? Have you had that conversation? It's like, now we can't be doing this anymore. <laughs> it's getting tough. Our relationship yeah. getting rocky. <laughs> I've, like I've had fallouts with people. Not yeah. really gone. I talk to you anymore. <laughs> I'm done. Mm. I had fallouts. But it's clear. It's clear it's that you're not friends clear. anymore. See, yeah, yeah, I get it's that. Pretty much done. Yeah. I, I think it's girls Speaks that do it the other way around. Yeah, yeah. And they end up blocking each other yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't do no subliminal messaging. Alhamdulillah. So on, on, on that story you were saying about, like, it's actually interesting because if you think about like our generation now, next few years, whatever, if not like even longer, ten years, you're, there's going to be weddings that are happening, and then you might think you, you're going to get an invite somewhere and you're not, and some people take it personally. Mm. So like, I guess like it starts with yourself and like how you deal with those situations. Because I've had mm -hmm. like even like some distant cousins I thought I'd get invited to, but like because it's small weddings, I didn't. And initially in your head, it's like, why not get an invite? But then it's like, it's not that deep. It's not really about you anyway. So yeah. it's like, exactly. you have to be happy for the person at the end of the day. Those little things like yeah. like other events even that you expect to get invited and you don't. You see boys out, you're not there. Don't deep it. I think you also have to realize how important socializing is for you. Because mm. for example, if you have seven nights a week and you do one day and then you've got indoor and then one day you got class, two days family, that's four. It's like three. And then when you get married, you have to add the in-laws family and her friends and whoever. Like it's got it's big steps where in life you're not going to have as much time as you want to. So that's where you kind of have to maybe even cut back to which friends you actually want to. Yeah. Yeah. But that's literally the reason why I like to like group two things together. Like indoor, you want to play soccer. Might as well see your mates. Yeah. Don't go play futsal odds with four mates or in a league when it's like, hey, you see them. Unless you're tired with them, but then you go play with other people. Rather get 20 boys, you see them more, nice yeah. catch up. The same reason as why I like to go gym. It's like, uh, I, I don't have time to go dinner f with you, but we can go gym. I'm going to hit a workout anyway. Let's just go. Yeah, have a stack that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I rate it. Put yeah. his friend next to the thing that he wants to walk past every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm You sit there. Like, remember oh, the he stretches on FaceTime. <laughs> How are you? How's your day today? Come read with me. <laughs> it, it <laughs> That's bad. Why? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get why was it so bad. Nah, it's it wasn't bad. I'm just saying. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This guy's dying. That's why. <laughs> he did exactly oh that. Yeah. God. But no, honestly, though. Because like like we've done that before. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, he's read on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> we just caught Willie out. Is it being serious? I don't think so. Wait, what? He's read on Zoom before with them. No, no, no. No, oh. just, no like, don't count me, bro. <laughs> now we've broken down books and stuff. But I like yeah. it, though. It's uh, like what Mufti Ziyad recommended. Oh, that's club. good. Yeah. Yeah. That's like say we make it better? Like what Mufti Ziyad recommended. Yeah, <laughs> 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 like what the, what the Sheikh said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sort of the travelling pants, bro. Look at this. It reminds you of the reading corners or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but nah, no, that's good. I was thinking about it because um, I was talking to this, this older guy at the gym the other day and he was like to me like, I love these older guys at the gym. You don't really know their name or whatever. They say hello to you. They come to you. They throw advice at you. They go back to bench press. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those guys are the funniest blows. Do you like talking to people at the gym? Like having I conversations? I don't put my headphones in always. That's the thing. Because yeah. I've known these guys for like maybe eight years or mm -hmm. nine, seven years or whenever I've been going to the gym since I was like 18 or whatever. This is your uh -huh. regular gym, yeah? Yeah, so this, this is the place I've been going to since I was 18, mm. as soon as I finished year 12. But... um. I remember, I remember him. I remember him from then, and he used to always just come up to me, have a chat, comes you in know, in. and then he he'll just drop some advice. I didn't ask for, but <laughs> yeah, he, he, you he take he, it because of yeah, his age. Like, I was just like, okay, maybe there's some truth to what he's saying, mm. and this is also the reason why I wanted to talk about this. It just mm -hmm. goes to me. It just goes to me, mate. Look at everybody that's in your circle right now. He goes, now think about how many of them are gonna stick around. Count them on one hand. That's that's how many of them are gonna be around when you're like my age, and he's like forty-five ish. Mm. And I'm looking at him. I'm like. How's that possible, bro? I've only got five fingers on one hand. You know what I'm mm. saying? <laughs> like it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't four make sense. Four in the thumb, though. No, you joking. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be technical. Yeah. <laughs> There's one gone. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're right. Like it, it but I was just thinking about it, yeah? And I was just looking, I was just like, how's that going to be possible? Like, how's anybody going to... And then you, you start to hear plans of your mates. Some of them want to move interstate or overseas. Spain. To do things. And you're like, you also want to move overseas and mm. do things. And... Allah Alam, where World War Three is going to take us exactly, as well, bro. Exactly. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So we'll probably be like... Mm. And also there's... Um, off the topic, but I know that they're trying to pass a bill where if you have a dual citizenship, they basically can find reasons to ax you and send you back to... Oh, wow. The uh, other, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that's passed yet, but they're... they're in they're Australia? They're doing it in UK, but in Australia, they're trying to pass that bill as well. Mm. But see, that, oh. that sort of stuff, it's kind of like... You look and you go... We're all the same people. Like Like... Us and the older generation now, 
they were all our age once, yeah? Thinking mm-hmm. the same as us too. You know what I'm saying? Like, they probably had a lot of boys that were thinking, bro, I'm on top of the world, I'm, I'm mm. bulletproof, I can mm. run through walls, mm. you know, I'm a big guy, and then they had a shoulder injury mm. or unfulfilled potential mm. or this breakdown if I make mm. or this business idea didn't work or mm. I had this dream or whatever. You look at them and they're just, they're just that old guy there that's having a chat with you at the gym mm. before in between sets and a bench press or something like that, mm. you know? Mm. And... And you see this even even further than that. You see these old people that walk around. They're like, they can't do anything on their own anymore. And you're just like, wow, that's gonna be me one day, one inshallah. Day. If Allah lets me, you know, yeah, yeah. If uh, if Allah allows us to, to 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 get to that age, inshallah, bro. And you're just like, you know, you look at it and you're just like, right now, you don't really want to think about it and whatever. But then mm. it just sinks in. You're like, because you can't comprehend it because it feels like so far away. It's like, yeah, that's gonna be ages, man. It's like. You don't even consider it. But unfortunately, the wisdom that the old generation give us, we look and say, no, that's different. Because me and my friends aren't like that. I'm going to yeah. keep my friendships. And we live like in a different generation. And then you reach that age, you reach 45, you're like, damn, he was right. Yeah. Or that kind of thing. So it's one of those things where maybe you can learn now and then it's like, okay, invest in the relationships that do matter. Mm. And that's the thing, you know? That's 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 exactly what the point I was trying to say. Mm. Like the whole, the whole reason is like, you look at the things that are going to like, Lost. you know, like, the things, the plants that are going to bear fruit the best, you know, sure. the things that are going to actually like maintain. That's what I learned from the Mufti thing, mm. from the from the Mufti talk. I was like, I was like, wh- wh- what I learned from him was like, who, the ones who are going to take you away from Allah is like the ones you should avoid. Mm. Not really like ask them, you can see them, but not enough to like affect your behavior. You know, because mm. as much as you hate, as much as we hate to admit it, as much as we hate to admit it, yeah, good. We're all influenced by our environment. Regardless Big of how time. much you expect yourself to be like, yeah, you're always going to fall into the same pitfalls as the people around you. Like you were saying, you're on the dean of the five closest people to you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, nah, I don't know, man. That that just mm-hmm. got me reflecting. So, like, mm-hmm. the guy at the gym, Mufti, and, like... And there's a reason why all these things happen th- maybe the day after each other or right next to each other. So, that makes you think. Allah's giving you these signs. Yeah, no and a lot of times we're like... Oh, good reminder. That's really good for Ali or Sahel. Or you name someone else. Yeah. It's like, it's, it, there's a reason you were there. Yeah. And that's the thing where people don't realize, you know? Mm. You just think about it and you're like, you look at your current your current lifestyle or your friendship group or whatever, and then mm. you go, I don't know how you're going to disappear. You might disappear. I don't know how, like, I don't mm. know how I'm not going to end up seeing you anymore, but you mm. might not be seen anymore. But then if you think even back further, you're like, hang on, look at the, look at the group of people you had around you then. And then you look at the people, how much you used to like invest time in those people, and they're gone now. Mm. And then yeah. you go, oh, so it just happens. Like mm. things yeah. just things just occur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I feel you hundred percent. Like you don't expect it, but it will just happen on its own. Mm. And that's and that's okay. That's completely fine. You know, but that's it's 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 just trippy. It's mm. just trippy it is, in, it in, is. in like life yeah. in general. Yeah. I just finished a book. It's called Four Thousand Weeks for Oliver Berkman. Do you guys know Diver CEO? No. Yeah. Oh, the, 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 the podcast. The light skin guy. Yeah, he literally yeah. just got him on. And like literally, I finished the book today and he just got him on. So it's perfect timing. But he talks about it's pretty much time management for mortals. And the whole book is about facing finitude. Uh, mm. So how there isn't enough time in a day to do everything you want to do. And you have to be okay with that. That The next day and the next day. And it also like 4,000 weeks is 80 years. And that's how you should look at your life. Everything is long-term thinking. You know, every investment you got to make is thinking long term you don't have to think of every single day hey I have a to-do list I need six out of the eight mm. and then you start feeling bad about yourself that's just mm. you know pitfall going in the wrong direction so you want to even with your friendships find the friendships that do matter that you think will be around for the next 3,000 weeks it's like okay boom invest it's in those uh, that's, a, that's a long time I to don't be made. to see you see myself on 3,000 <laughs> 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 it's understandable bro 100% you know? sure. yeah it's just I just had the I had the I like, like I was telling you just had this feeling, I was like, let me just throw it out there and see how it goes. It might, it might make a good podcast, mm. inshallah, as well. Mm. I like. I think. I think it was a good conversation. Short, sharp. It will help. It will help people as well discuss. Hundred you know? percent. Like, yeah. yeah. We can get some engagement with people as well. That'd be awesome. If they want to become friends with Wally. A lot. Wally needs some friends. Now we leave the episode there. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, um, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>